What's doing, everybody? Happy Independence Day. Today is Tuesday, the 4th of July, and I have got an absolute American patriot joining me on the podcast. David J. Harris joins me today. I'm Alec Lace. This is The Alec Lace Show. What's doing, everybody? I'm Alec Lace, and for the last five years, I've hosted an award-winning podcast called First Class Fatherhood. For the most part, I've done my best to keep politics out of the conversation, but I cannot do that anymore. That is why I've decided to launch a new show, The Alec Lay Show. So hit the follow button and let's preserve, protect, and fight for the American family together. The future is family. Welcome, everybody, to The Alec Lay Show. Thank you for joining me here on the live broadcast on Rumble. If you please, share the broadcast so we get as many people into the live as possible. You guys listening there on Apple or Spotify, please hit me with a rating or review. It goes a long way to help out the show here. And happy Independence Day to everybody out there. We still are living in the land of the free. For how long, that remains to be seen. If we continue to have people like Joe Biden at the helm, we are in a lot of trouble in this country because there's so many people around this country that want to see nothing more than America be torn down. And that is exactly what they are trying to do. But good American patriots have been standing up and they've been doing so for quite a while now. Uh, We've seen the Make America Great Again movement. It is bigger and better and stronger than it ever has been before. Uh, Trump was just recently down in Carolina. I think they said it was like uh, uh, 1,500 times the number of people that actually live in the town that showed up to his rally. So Trump is still, uh, Trump's base is still very strong. And one of his strongest and proudest supporters is joining me on the show today. David J. Harris Jr. is going to be here with me. I'm going to bring him on in just a minute here. Today's episode is being brought to you by MyPillow. And Mike Lindell has got the big blowout sale. I've been talking about it for the last couple of episodes here. Today's the day. Get over to MyPillow.com, up to 80% off. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. And you can take advantage of all the savings. Everything on the site is on sale. Get over to MyPillow.com. Use that promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, and for those of you who missed out on it, my last episode, I did an interview with Carrie Lake. It was really, really good. I got some tremendous feedback from that interview. If you missed out on it, you're right here on Rumble. Just look on the channel. It's the one right before this broadcast uh, on Apple or Spotify. Flip it back one episode and take a listen uh, Carrie Lake is such an articulate person. It was such an honor to have her on the program. So please go check that one out if you missed it. And right now I have got an interview scheduling. I'm scheduling an interview right now with Larry Elder. So follow me over on Instagram at the Alec Lay Show. Uh, I will make an announcement once I have that locked in. Looks pretty good. Should be here for Thursday, but I will keep you up to date on social media. And for today... I have got such a such a real, true American patriot joining me on the podcast. I, I spoke with David Harris uh, Jr. about maybe three years ago on First Class Fatherhood, right at the right at the onset of the pandemic. So it's been quite a while. I'm glad I can catch up with him here on the new show. So let's jump into it right now. Let me bring him on, David J. Harris Jr. Let's see if we can bring him in and get him on to the Rumble Live. He's waiting in the Zoom room. Let's do this. All right. Um, joining me now, uh, David Harris Jr. Welcome to the Alec Lay Show. Hey, my brother. So good to see you again. Thanks for having me back on. It's a it's a pleasure. Love your show, man. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you here today. You know, we celebrate the Fourth of July, but there's still such a huge element in our society that is uh, anti-American, and uh, we see all this stuff. You know, we just had this whole month of Pride. 
where we've seen everybody celebrate uh, Pride Month. Now we get one day here to celebrate America, Independence Day, just like we get one day for all these other things, Veterans Day and stuff like that, Memorial Day. We get the one day. But just wanted to hit you on this real quick. This uh, WNBA champion, Natasha Cloud, uh, put out a tweet talking about how she hates America. And uh, she was called on it, but she defended the tweet. And uh, it, it's things like that that kind of drive me crazy. And why do we see such a push, especially from these top athletes uh, that hate America so much? You know, unfortunately, I think it's, uh, you know, it, it, it goes hand in hand in glove with the uh, the sheltering. I think that a lot of these athletes, they, they really have to be sheltered in order to be a high level athlete like, you know, the women in the WNBA or, or like the NBA. You know, if you take. Uh, uh, if you take LeBron as an example, you know, LeBron kept his circle very tight and close to him all the way out of high school, literally moved his entire group of friends with him, uh, kept them close to where he was at so he could hang out with the same friends. Uh, they have such a tight knit group of people that it's hard to get any outside influence in. And LeBron even, you know, he even admitted that he hated white people growing up because he just thought they were the enemy. He just thought, you know, they, they all hate me. And, and that came from. Really, that's, that came from the systemic way he was raised from the black community. A lot of the black community, uh, they, they fostered this idea and this notion um, that carried way past the civil rights movement. Uh, you go back to the 60s with uh, uh, you go back to 60s with uh, with that entire switch, that hoodwink, if you will, of Barry Goldwater uh, and what took place with that election. And uh, uh, you've got uh, you've got the. Uh, the, the president that came in that said, look, I'll, I'll have these N-words voting Democrat for 200 years because he switched the whole thing on them. So it's like you've got this you've got this massive mind warp, if you will, that that exists in a, in a lot, a large percentage of the black community that thinks think Republicans are racist, that they don't understand that they're the party that actually championed for civil rights. They were the party that championed to fight slavery. They were the anti-slavery party. And they, you got a lot of the black community just doesn't know that, and they're fostered and raised in that. And then they keep their circle tight, and then they get into the in any sport that they're in, if they're if they su- succeed and excel in it, then they uh, they they don't they don't lose that mindset. They're still just focused on sports. They're focused on doing what they're good at, and hey, they're great at what they do if they've reached that level. But it's unfortunate that they haven't been able to grow outside of their sphere of influence to actually find more truth than what they were raised with. So they're still operating off of this high school, you know, understanding of the way the world works and the way America works, which is really, really sad because it is America that's given these athletes the platform and the ability to make. Well, if you're not, if you're, if you're in the NBA, I think WNBA, she still ain't doing too bad, but it's not like the NBA, but still she gets to do what she loves every day because of America, because the United States of America and the freedoms that we have here. So it's uh, it's pretty uh, it's pretty sad. Maybe she needs to go. Uh, maybe she needs to go over to China and get uh, arrested like Griner, and, and uh, maybe she'll come back out and say, or Brittany Griner, right? Come out and say, you know, hey, I changed my tune a little bit. You know, I'm I'm glad to hear the United the, the anthem the, the anthem for the United States. Uh, but it's sad that it would take something like that to have to happen for for an individual of any color to really appreciate this country and the freedoms that we've been afforded and the opportunities that we've all been given. Uh, but that's, that's the state of uh, the world today. Yeah. A few days in the gulag will red pill just about anybody, I guess, but <laughs> yeah. uh, you, you know, it is said we've seen through the pandemic. I mean, it really made you understand how when, when lies are told 
And when the when the tale is told correctly to these people, it's ingrained in their head and they'll never come out of it. There's people today that are still convinced that the mask is going to help them. The vaccine was safe and effective. And it's because of the way that the, it was approached to them. They, they really, truly believe it. I don't think it's their fault. I think it's just that they were programmed that way, just like the machine turned these people against Donald Trump to make you believe that Donald Trump was anti-black, that, that Donald Trump was anti-LGBT. Uh, they make it seem like that so people believe it. They, they eat all this stuff up with a spoon when it turns out you know what what never makes any sense to me is the fact that you know black people continue to vote predominantly for the democratic party despite the fact that after the last 40 years there's been no monumental changes in the black community what what would it take for you to say wait a second we've been doing this for 40 50 years and nothing has changed what will finally make them say hey you know what let's try and see what the republicans can offer us well what what is it going to take to turn this mindset around you know, I think what it's going to take, Alec, it's going to take uh, it's going to take more individuals like Kanye that are willing to step up and say, hey, you know what? Uh, what has the Democrat Party done for us? Uh, Ice Cube is one such individual, right? He's somebody. These are iconic figures. They're not going to listen to me, right? My own family don't listen to me, right? <laughs> the black side of my family wrote me off, right? They're on Facebook talking about when, when I was at the one of the one of the uh, uh, events for Trump. And me and Terrence Williams uh, and a few other of us, we were, we were on black. We were in the uh, Blacks for Trump coalition. We we're in the audience and there was a video that went viral, crazy viral with me and Terrence. We were just dancing like in between, you know, uh, speakers and my own my own aunt. She 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 reposted something that I think her pastor or some other black bishop bishop you know, clo- cloak it in something religious. And then hopefully they don't you can't bash it. Well, guess what? It was the religious that crucified Jesus. So stick that in your hat and smoke it. Uh, the uh, He posted, look at these coons dancing for the master or something like that. And my own aunt, my own aunt, Alex, she knew it was me. It's plain as day. She reshared that and said, looking all stupid. Wow. Agreeing with him. So anyway, my own family don't even listen to me. Right. Snoop Dogg posted that picture of me and Candace and Terrence and the Hodge twins and said the coon bunch, you know, a year and a half or so ago. Yep. So they're not going to listen to me. What they will listen to are these iconic individuals that the black community has appreciated and listened to for 20, 30 years. They'll listen to them because they'll say, wait a minute, that's going against the grain of what I've been told my whole life. But it's going to say more than just a Kanye especially when Kanye goes off the rails and starts talking about other stuff, it's going to take more than just an ice cube, right? It's going to take a, it's going to take a concerted effort from black individuals that are willing to say, which here's the, here's the crazy thing, Alec, is so many of them know what's right. They're just afraid to say it. I've got friends that know Snoop Dogg personally, like personally. And they're like, he's not that way. He's not that way. But it would destroy his base. It would destroy his advertising revenue. It would destroy all the stuff he wants to do with Martha Stewart and all, all the other. It would it would. So they're choosing the almighty dollar over being right, being correct, being being accurate in the moment and literally being a change agent for history. So that's what I think it's going to take. Or it's also going to take the flip side of that is getting so much worse that eventually the the uh, the disdain for how the black community is is dealing with lack of jobs, dealing with the homeless in their areas, dealing with illegal immigration. Look, they're not. They, some of them are going to the high end 
you know, sub- suburbs, but a lot of them are going to the lower end areas of, of the communities, of cities. They're around black and brown people, right? The illegals. So it's going to take either what I said the first time, people that are respected stepping up and saying, hey, you know what? We've been duped. We need to start thinking a little bit differently. Or the people are just going to get absolutely fed up with no jobs, illegal uh, uh, aliens invading their communities, uh, less police or no police because the Democrats ran on defund the police. It's either going to take so many. It'll be a grassroots movement, which I think is actually what's going to take place. I think it's actually already happening. It's going to take a grassroots movement of average, everyday individuals in the black community to say enough is enough. We've been lied to, and that's going to spread, and then that'll and then that'll dominate whatever all the black elite celebrities say because they did it. The Rock came out, you know. Steph Curry came out supporting Kamala and Joe Biden. You had, you had all these black celebrities supporting these imbeciles in the White House, literal imbeciles in the White House. I, I want to read this if I could really quick, Alec, because it puts it so perfectly. A good a good friend of mine is a lawyer, and he put this together. If there's one clip that goes viral on your show, and if, if you if you clip this out and uh, share it, and I'll post it. If there's one thing that goes viral, it's like it's this right here, making it really, really clear what Joe Biden and Kamala Harris have done. And this is his opinion for the checkers out there. They say, oh, that's not fact. It's an opinion. So take your fact and, and uh, shove it. He stole the election, let our troops get blown up in Afghanistan, checked his watch during the funeral. He forced us to be a part of a science experiment. Uh, locked up and tortured those who questioned the legitimacy of his election. He arrested his political opponent, groped women and children, sexually assaulted Tara Reid. He showered with his own daughter. That's come out now. He blew up the Nord Stream pipeline to start World War III. Uh, That's come out now. That's ultimately, I think, what he was trying to do is start World War III. He's forcefully vaxxed the military and the police and the fire department, I think, trying to get rid of all the – uh, get rid of all the people that want to question uh, question the commands and just get yes people in there that'll do whatever they say. That's a real scary thought. Um, uh, he destroyed the dollar. It's crumbling before our eyes. He allowed an invasion at our southern border, sold influence to his office uh, to China for millions. He's an absolute traitor to his country, one of the most evil men to ever occupy the White House. And this is the people that The Rock, Steph Curry, uh, J-Lo, uh, LeBron James, uh, you name it. This is this is the per this is the these people in the White House are the ones that the black community and the celebrities have all told us they needed to be in the White House because orange man bad. And, and you're so right, David, because it, the, we call these people influencers because their their words and their actions matter. They they carry so much weight. When you're talking about somebody like The Rock, I think he's the most followed person on Instagram. Uh, so when you have that kind of weight and that kind of influence, people listen and they respond. And think about how, how much better this country could be if these influencers were talking about freedom, talking about how much they love America, talking about uh, securing our border. You know, it, it, it would make so much more sense. But we see time and time again, and just, just to your point, uh, it seems like racism is accepted on the left as long as it's against a black conservative. Later this week, I'm talking, I'm going to be talking to Larry Elder. He's a guy, when he ran for uh, California governor, there was a, a white person dressed in a monkey mask and threw an egg at him and the media didn't even bat an eye. You know, if, if that was done to Kamala Harris, there probably would have been riots in California yeah. over something like that. But we don't see that. And it seems like they justify the fact that they said you, Candace Owens, anybody uh, that is a conservative or part of the conservative movement or pro-Trump that's black or, or LGBT or anything. 
it's it's free reign. It's like then you see the real true hate come out of the liberals. And, and it makes me so sick and tired to see it where if these guys would just we see in Hollywood, so many of the actors, what happens? Uh, Dean Kane, my buddy there, uh, uh, Kevin Sorbo, so many of these guys that came out that they're conservative. They talk about their careers have been severely damaged. And, and that's why, like you said, Snoop Dogg would never dare do it because he's, no. he knows the backlash. But if he, Jay-Z, all these guys got together and said, hey, you know what? Enough's enough. Uh, the, the black community is suffering because of what we're doing. We got to take a stand here. We have enough money in the bank. So let's go and make something happen here. I pray to God because I think that is what it's going to take in order for it to change. I don't see how in the world the black community improves while uh, gangster rap is still going on. I don't see how it improves while the fatherless crisis is still plaguing the African-American community. I don't see how you fix it without resolving these things. No, I, I don't either. And, I, and it makes me it makes me wonder as well, Alec, when you're talking about Jay-Z, uh, you know, it makes you wonder how many how many of these high level elite, uh, regardless of what color, but especially since we're talking about the black community, how, what the what the cabal, what the elites have on them. Right. Because, you know, Jay-Z is, is in, you know, in pictures with Abrina Abramovich, uh, you know, spirit cooking woman who is evil. She's satanic. I mean, it's we can't we can't forget. It's like we cannot forget. This is a spiritual battle. Right. This is a spiritual battle. I'm reminded often of the of the fact that in the Bible, the the prince of the power of the air. Right. The most beautiful, gorgeous angel to ever exist that then got proud. Pride was found in him and he got kicked out of heaven named Lucifer, Satan, the 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 prince of darkness. The he get he gets kicked out of heaven. When Jesus was walking the earth, he took him to one high place, to the next high place, to the highest place, overlooking all the world and saying, all these kingdoms are mine. Bow down and I'll give them all to you. Well, guess what? Jesus turned it down, but he's still offering the same thing. He didn't stop. Now, Jesus has the keys of hell and the grave, right? So when we accept him, well, now we can defeat hell and the grave, but the prince of the power of the air still has the keys. He still has, and he's been making the same declaration and invitation to all these people that are in these high level places and powers and positions and authority in entertainment, in music, in business. It is satanic at its core. And I think that more and more people, whether they've been believers uh, or not, especially the lukewarm or people that are like have faith and kind of falling away, they're seeing it crystal clear now, Alec, like never before. It is waking people up. They're saying this is a spiritual battle that we are in. And if you're not battling it spiritually, you are ill-equipped. You are you are a part of the problem because you are not a part of the solution. It's either one or the other. So people are really people are really waking up right now like never before. But that's that's what that's what we're in. It's a spiritual battle, and it's something that's going to have to be won and war, war waged uh, from the understanding of whose we are, accepting uh, who Jesus is, and being 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 in right alignment with Him, so that we can be who and what we were created to be for this hour in our nation. That's what's going to really create the shockwave and send shockwaves through the enemy's camp. And that's what's going to wake up people more than more than anything else. Yeah, well said, David. Yeah, there's a battle of good and evil going on. And unfortunately, there's evil elements that have infiltrated uh, a lot of the religious uh, institutions in this country uh, or in this world. I know the Catholic, uh, I'm a Catholic myself, and what I'm seeing 
uh, coming from our Pope, coming from some of the religious leaders has been very eye opening. I know the Muslim community has suffered this as well. Uh, so there is definitely a deep battle of good and evil. One of the forces of good. And I love you got the new children's book, A, a Town Worth Defending. And yeah. <clears throat> I love what Brave Books has done. I've had so many of the authors on here. Uh, uh, I've interviewed Dinesh D'Souza, Robbie Starbuck, even uh, Trent Talbert, who created the Brave Book series. I love the Brave Book series. And it's a perfect month for this thing to drop because I know it deals with patriotism, which has become looked down upon uh, so badly in this country. It's like, And if you have an American flag hanging, people automatically think, oh, it's a Trump supporter. Like patriotism has become now, which is a great thing, I think, for Republicans. You see an American flag, you think automatically the guy is a Republican. Uh, but patriotism so looked down upon. Tell me about the book that you got here, A Town Worth Defending. Man, A Town Worth Defending, I am honored and excited. This is my second book, my first children's book, uh, A Town Worth Defending. It follows uh, Rowdy, the, the raccoon, who's trying to just save his town. He, his town, the, all the towns around his town are being overran with this, this posse of possums that are just trying to take over and then uh, and then destroy uh, the way of life that the people are used to, right? Sound familiar? Anything like that happening right now? You know, when you talk about patriotism, um, I wanted to try to give something to the children, right? We've got to understand that the, the war is being waged and the children are being targeted. There is a battle over the innocence of our children playing out every single day. And so we've got to have tools. We've got to give tools to our kids. This is ages four to 10 Roughly uh, four to 10 years old, give tools to them that are going to inspire them, that are going to encourage them, that are going to challenge them. So Rowdy, this little raccoon, he's like, man, this is, I love my town, right? And when this posse is destroyed, taking over all the towns around him, he's just like, he's not willing to just sit back and let it happen. Like too many people right now are just kind of sitting back and letting life happen. And we've got to be in the fight. So when it looks like their town is literally about to just get taken over and overran by these possums, Rowdy sits down with some of his town folk. He's got uh, Valor, the tiger. He's got Eva, the, the hippo. Uh, he's got his friends that he's just talking to. And he's like, what do you love about this town? Isn't this where you met your high school sweetheart? This is where you got your house. This is where you started your family. How many you kid? You had kids. It's like, we like the freedoms. The town was built on freedom and justice for all. That's what the town was built on, as was America. And so as he riles up his friends, uh, they just devise a plan to work together they acknowledge that their town is worth defending, and uh, it's it's a nail-biter for the kids, but it brings the kids into something where it's like, yeah, that town was worth defending, and, you know, maybe the, maybe the child is like, well, what is, what is uh, you know, what is justice for all? What does that mean? Uh, you know, what, it, what is freedom? What, is, what does that mean? And so it also, there's a little workbook part of the, part of the uh, book, workbook section part where the, ki the kids and the parent or grandparent, I'm a grandparent now, I got two grandbabies. Uh, where the grandparent can actually work with and talk with the child through that part of the book to talk about some of the things that uh, that you know stood out to the child and what that means to the parent or the grandparent. It's a great way to just begin to instill uh, and encourage and inspire and nurture and foster you know the, the the values that we as Christians, as conservatives, as patriots hold dear. You know what what does freedom look like? What does justice for all look like? What is you know, why should we stand for these things? Why should we support these things? Because I'll tell you, if we don't do it, Alec, the schools aren't doing it. They're not doing it. They're doing the opposite. We've got to be the ones to instill in our kids or encourage our grandkids to foster the uh, the values that make this country great. And uh, so that's what the book's about. Get it at bravebooks.com. It's a part of a series. 
Uh, I love that they they have the series as well. You can sign up for the series. You actually get the book for free if you sign up for the series, sign up for the uh, the monthly subscription. And then every month you get a new book that will help you foster some values. This one's on patriotism. Maybe the next one is Sanctity for Life, uh, you know, which I love. I, I, I don't, I've never met a little baby or, or a child, right, a toddler. I've never met a toddler that sees a woman pregnant and doesn't know that there's a baby in there and doesn't also instinctively know that you, you would never want to do any harm to that baby. Yeah. They're, toddlers, they, they don't. Somewhere along the line, something gets twisted. So uh, Brave Books is amazing. Loved working with them. Bravebooks.com. And you get the book for free if you sign up for the uh, for the subscription. Yeah, I'm going to drop the link uh, to Brave Books and to your book, um, uh, Town Worth Defending. This way. I, I love what they do, too. I love the exercises in the back of the books. And I think the whole series, Freedom Island, the whole bit, I think it was, I think we need more like this. Because it's just like you said, kids are getting bombarded with all this, especially the LGBTQ community, bombarding kids with these children's books that are you know, telling them that they don't have to be a girl, like it's switched to being a boy. And they're, they're feeding them with all this nonsense and filling their heads up with complex issues they have no way of understanding. So they definitely need more things like this. I, I, I pray that the Brave Books continues to go, and I wish it would just go viral and we could get it into all the classrooms in America. So uh, props to you for getting it done. And just speaking, obviously, you talk about life. Uh, that was a big win in the Supreme Court last year. This year, the Supreme Court just handed three huge victories, uh, affirmative action, religious uh, freedom, and also uh, the student loan uh, debt relief thing. So three wins basically saying thank you to President Donald Trump because that yep. his Supreme Court really is what put it over the edge. And, and, and taking it just just hitting each one of these real quick, uh, the affirmative action where we're seeing the left defend it. And they're basically their basic argument is saying that you shouldn't be judged based on your merit. You shouldn't be judged based on your character. You should be judged based on your race. Now, we would never see something like this in the NBA or the NFL, because if they decided to make their teams, well, we're going to make it all even across the board with just by race every team would suck there'd be no good teams and it would be unwatchable. right, right. So they only do it they do it based on merit the best man wins that position they have a training camp they try out the best man for the job that's the way it needs to be in the fire department the police department in all and is particularly in these colleges uh so what's your take on the affirmative action ruling if if you're having the life-saving procedure and the surgeon walks in do you want to know that surgeon is the absolute best to handle your procedure? Or are you going to be thankful that that surgeon got his job, his or her job, because of the color of their skin? Yeah, it makes sense. There's, only one, there's sense. only one right answer. Any other answer is asinine. Everybody knows, no, I want the best person working on, on me or a loved one. It's really, it really is that simple. You know, the other thing about affirmative action is if you look it up, there's been a lot of research that's come out over the last – couple of decades, especially last decade, that said that the the number one people group that was positively impacted from affirmative action was middle-aged white women. <laughs> Had nothing to do, nothing to do with black folks. So uh, I think while I think while you're trying to push somebody that maybe does not deserve, that's the other thing, is it's a mind warp for somebody if they didn't get there on their merit and then you put them in a position where they actually need that merit to survive, well, now that individual is left with really feeling the weight of not being who they should have been or what they need to be to handle the job or the company or the individual, the, the position that they're filling, the company, they've got somebody that's less qualified handling it. So 
No, I think it's it was a wrong that was righted by the Supreme Court. It's something that didn't need to happen. Uh, it's something that, hey, they tried it. Maybe it was more prevalent back when they first initiated it, but it's not today. Uh, the last at least decade or, or longer, it's it's not something that's an issue. It's pick somebody based on their merits, period. Yeah, and, and just to put, put a fine point on that, for parents in particular, there's not a parent on this planet that would bring their child to a, a major uh, operation or a major procedure uh, medically that would choose somebody that wasn't the best in their pediatric field. They would say, oh, well, you could go with this guy. He's recommended, but he's the best. Or you go with this guy. He got the job because he's a Mexican or he got the job because he's black or not a parent on this planet would ever choose based on race. They no. would always choose based on the merit. So I think it's... I I think it's just common sense, really. And, and, and all the bickering about it makes no sense to me. Next one here, religious liberty. One of the things that was crazy, I, we talk about the sanctity of life. I, I've seen these cakes that have been made celebrating abortion where, you know, you have it's a boy or it's a girl. They have it's a abortion and they have these cakes that are celebrating it. And to have somebody do something that's against all of their beliefs to me is asinine. But they're trying to say like, oh, now we're going to stop. We're going to refuse Trump supporters. We're not going to serve this. We're not going to serve that. Uh, and, and they're missing. I think the point of what what is happening has gone completely over their head. So what was your take on the ruling on that? Oh, again, it was absolutely uh, absolute win. It's something that, you know, any individual that is uh, conducting business, created their own business, uh, they they have their first uh, First Amendment liberties and freedoms, uh, and the freedom of speech doesn't stop at what you're saying, but it's what you're doing. That's still a that's still a aspect of your speech. It's what you are producing, what you're creating, and you shouldn't have to create anything that goes against your you know your belief system. I mean, it's like you, you're gonna take a how far are you gonna go with this? You're gonna make you're gonna take a Christian you know bakery or a Christian photography company, you or the logo designer. You're gonna make them go design something for you know the Church of Satan. It's like where, where does this stop? But that's where they want it to go. They 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 don't want anybody to have any religious liberties because they hate religion because they hate what it can provide. Now me, I always say this when I'm talking religion. I don't believe it's about religion. I don't believe it's about following a certain set of rules. And if you do that, then that's going to get you, you know, X, Y, Z, get you to heaven, whatever. It's about a relationship, right? It's about a relationship with the creator of the universe that loves you and wants to help you and wants to work with you in life. Uh, but again, it's just in the in the in the overall arching theme of that. It's still it's still all bundled together with religion. Uh, and it's that religious liberty that helped create the foundation of this country that's made this country so great. So while all these people say America is horrible, tell that to all the illegals that are flooding our border. Why are they coming here if it's so bad? Yep. Yeah, they're, 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 you don't hear the stories about people that are dying and starving to get to Poland or you know, people that are dying and, and starving to get to France, right? Uh, yeah. They're dying and starving to come here. So it's definitely... I agree with you on that last one here, which I thought was, uh, you know, another common sense one here was the student loans. Joe Biden ran knowing that he did not have the power to it. eliminate your student debt. He knew he that, knew but he promised it and he tried to buy your vote for it. And now he's coming back and he knew this was not not in his power to do it. But the idea that they're going to make taxpayers pay for others student loan debts, number one, makes you think, I have a senior in high school now starting in September. I have four kids. My oldest is going to be a senior. We're looking at colleges. We're looking at our options. When you see 43 million Americans begging to have their student loans paid off because their degree didn't provide them with a job <laughs> to pay it back, that's alarming. So that makes you take a second look. The second part of this is they compare this to the PPP loans that were handed out during the COVID pandemic. So break this down for me. What was your take on the student debt relief? Well, it's what you said, Alec. Uh, it's it's uh, it's Joe Biden being Joe Biden. 
What, how, what do I have to say to get your vote? I, I don't care if I have to lie, lie, cheat, steal, whatever. What, what, what do I have to do? That's Joe. It really is the Democrat Party, in my opinion. That, what do I have to do? So this is just the latest bold-faced lie that, as you said, he knew was a lie because one of the justices, uh, was it Roberts, that actually, that actually quoted Nancy Pelosi. Yes, yeah. Nancy Pelosi said it like two years ago. She said the president does not have the power to forgive right. student loan debt. Uh, he can he can uh, move it back. He can move the date it's due, but the president doesn't have the power to do that. Nancy frickin' Pelosi said. I didn't think I'd ever agree with anything Nancy Pelosi said. Nancy Pelosi said it. So then, if you listen to the pundits, they're all blaming Republicans. Joe Biden blame Republicans. It's just the, the Republicans are taking this away from you, nah, Joe. You lie. You you probably smoke crack with your son. You know, and who knows what else you've done with him, but you're a liar. You're and if they'll lie to you, they'll steal from you, they'll cheat you. Uh, and and that's that's what Joe is. He's he's you know, him and his crack smoking son just they they need Jesus, but they need to get out of office first. They need to go to a rehab somewhere that's disconnected from China so they can't try to sell the toilet paper out of the rehab center. Yeah, very. Yeah, real great stuff. And, and just on that, we have got to get Biden out of the White House. We got to get the Democrats far away from the White House. And now 2024, right around the corner here, it seems like it's going to come down to a Trump DeSantis. I mean, uh, like I said, I'm going to be speaking Trump. to Larry Elder, who's running. I've interviewed Trump Vivek Ramaswamy, love a lot what Vivek has had to say. Yeah. But this is going to come to Trump winning the nomination. It seems like that's a slam dunk bet. If you had to bet your savings on it, that's where his nomination is going. He's far, far out ahead of everybody else. Yeah. I don't like what I see as far as all the infighting. Some will say uh, they, they, they like the fact that iron sharpens iron. I don't think they need to be focused on breaking each other down. They have got no. to just focus on breaking down the Democrats. So what's your take here on Trump? I believe will be the nominee. But what's your take here on 2024? How does it shape out? Well, politics, uh, what I've learned, especially in the last you know several years, is it's a uh, it's a it's a long game play. Right. So a lot of the people that are running, they're running to get their face out there. They want to get more well-known. They want to look presidential. They want to be seen on the platform. They know they're not going to win. So that's why I get it. It's fine, right? But like you said, stop all the infighting and bickering. Even even Trump, and I love you know I love President Trump, right? I'm like, why do you have to say some of the things you got to say? Just be the bigger dog in the room. Know that you're the baddest dude in the room, period. You, you don't got to say nothing, right? Just yeah. let, let, let them just go to the wayside. But hey. Uh, he's the billionaire, right? Inter- international business mogul, not me. So who, who do I think I am to tell him anything? Like he's gonna do what he's gonna do, and that's part of why we love him. He just says it. He does what he wants, and he's learned a lot, right? He knows better than anybody else on the Republican side what is actually happening behind the curtain. He knows, I, I think, better than anybody. You can't just pick somebody that you think you can trust. Because there was a whole lot of knives in his back from people that he put in places and positions of authority in his cabinet, in the White House, a whole bunch of them. So I think he knows better than anybody. And and look at how the left, look at how the elites are attacking him. Uh, they're not attacking DeSantis. They're not yeah. attacking anybody else like that. They are afraid of a President Donald J. Trump. That, to me, speaks volumes. Yeah. So, again, that's why I got my Make America America Again. You know, I got the I think I got the best. Uh, best patriotic pro-Trump merch, pro-faith merch, pro, you know, XXXY chromosome, right? God created us how we are. I got it at lovethatmerch.com. Lovethatmerch.com. You get the best swag for your day. 
Yeah, I love I love all your song. I'm gonna drop the link to that in, in the description down below as well. And you know, I I love Ron DeSantis. I had Governor Ron DeSantis on First Class Fatherhood, did an interview with him. I just don't think it's the time for him. I think there's no, a time down either. the line for him to show up and be there. But right now, Trump could actually pull a Joe Biden in 2020 and not campaign at all, and he's still gonna coast into the nominee. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, he doesn't really even yeah. have to show up, and he'll get the nominee. But he should. Uh, so, you, you know, I know I'm keeping you long here. Uh, I, last thing I want to hit you with to close it out. A lot a lot of, uh, uh, in my opinion, parents are the underdog in this country, David. I, I think that uh, right now the family man in particular is the underdog right now. It seems like the whole world is against young families in this country, and they're looking at what's going on. Many are so fearful of what's going on in the country that they're going to be bringing their children into. What's your words right now to that new family that's out there? considering starting their family? What would you say? New married couple thinking about starting a family. What's your message? I'd say start that family and have babies, right? But I think to the man and to the and to the wife, to the man and the woman, you need to be grounded spiritually. You need to get into a spirit-filled church. What I mean by that is you need to go to a church and a place of worship where where the the, the, the worship speaks to you. You feel it in your spirit. The message speaks to you. Feel it in your spirit. You know, I'm all for a person, you know, warming a pew uh, to a point. Right. But that's if they're if there's just not open yet themselves to actually feeling God's presence. But unfortunately, Alec, we got a lot of places that are called churches that don't have God in them. They don't have God's presence there. And that's the problem. And we saw the proof of that with how many churches shut their doors during COVID. I I kept saying, if a church is going to shut their door, and I've got a lot of pastors that are friends of mine, you know, Pastor Jurgen Matisius, he's in Southern Southern California, he's in San Diego. He's got five, six campuses down there. In the beginning, he did shut down. He's like, okay, wait, let's figure out what's going on. Within a few weeks, he said, yeah, yeah, no, we're not going to shut down the places where people need to be able to come to get support, to get help. We're going to put our faith in God first, not the city or the state. And the state tried to shut him down, the city, Fine after fine after fine. Uh, Rob McCoy, same thing at Thousand Oaks. Uh, a lot of a lot of my friends that are pastors, they they stayed open or they opened back up early because they wanted to be that place that people could come to. So I said for the churches that shut down, good riddance. They probably didn't need to be open to begin with. So you don't want a stale, dry, dead church. You want a place where you feel God's presence, and you know when you know. You just know. You know. You want a place where you feel God's presence, you feel challenged, where the men can get in a place where they feel challenged, uh, where, where, where they feel uh, accepted, uh, and where they feel like they're not just being you know, given lip service to. Because when it comes down to it, again, we need strong men and women raising strong kids that know what their values are, that know who they are. Uh, that's, what's gonna, that's what it's going to take uh, to shift the tide in this country back to uh, where it needs to go, a place that... Uh, you know, we can look forward to what our grandkids are going to see. Right now, it's it's scary if we continue in this trajectory of this Joe Biden administration, what they're doing the last couple of years. It's a scary thought to think about what our, you know, two, three generations from us are going to see. But we've got to right that wrong. So have kids, pray a lot, and uh, uh, enjoy, you know, enjoy living and go after life. It's, uh, well, we'll be married 30 years next year. And uh, it's it can be rocky, but don't give up. Just keep on going and keep on praying.
Wow. Yeah. Congratulations on that. I, I, I love the message. And you me- mentioned Pastor McCoy there. I, I, when I was out in California uh, a couple of years ago covering the Super Bowl, I ran into Pastor McCoy. Great conversation. We talked for over an hour. He ended up getting me a limo to take me back to the airport. So it was like a really great conversation. I love what he does out there as well. Uh, the He's book, man. the children's book, a, a Town Worth Defending, Brave Books. Link is down there in the description below. Uh, David Harris Jr., thank you so much for giving me a few minutes of your time on the Outlay Show. Thanks, brother. Appreciate you, man. God bless. All right. So cool. Such an honor to have David Harris Jr. join me here on the Alec Lay Show. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Leave some comments down below. Help me share the broadcast to as many patriots out there as possible. Uh, Thank you so much for all you guys who have been supporting the show. Again, uh, right now it looks like we'll have Larry Elder here on Thursday. Follow me on Instagram at the Alec Lay Show to keep up to date with that or any other upcoming guest announcements. Again, today's episode being brought to you by MyPillow. Get over to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code FATHERHOOD. Take advantage of the 4th of July blowout sale going on over there. Mike Lindell, I think this may be his biggest sale he's ever done, so don't miss out on it. MyPillow.com, promo code FATHERHOOD. All right, so that's what I got for you guys today. I hope everybody out there enjoys the freedoms of America. We are so blessed to be living in the greatest country on earth, despite what Joe Biden says about it, despite what these crazy leftists, Democrat, Marxists want to say about America. It is still the greatest nation on the face of the earth. I'm in love with this country, and I cannot wait to get these rat bastards out of the White House and get us back to making America great again. All right, so uh, have a hot dog, have a hamburger out there, enjoy your family, enjoy your freedoms. Put on that Johnny Cash raggedy old flag or put on a Lee Greenwood. I'll tell you what, that, that Lee Greenwood, I did an interview with him about five years ago, and that, that his song, God Bless the USA, has got to be my favorite patriotic song right behind the national anthem. So put on your music today, your patriotic music. Maybe put on Yankee Doodle Dandy, always a banger to watch on the 4th of July. And I'm going to catch you guys right here Thursday, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live on Rumble. You can always catch the show, the rebroadcast over on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. That's all I got for you guys today. God bless America, these great United States. God bless our first responders and our military, and God bless you, the listener. I'll catch you guys Thursday.